Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. Five, four, three, two, one. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. A confirmed attack is taking place against the United States. Aliens from an unknown location have been reported in multiple states. We are controlling transmission. There is another world that awaits, far beyond what we can see and feel. A place that's anything but ordinary. What you believe might not be. Step into the zone of the best unknown. UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracies and cover-ups. And to the paranormal we go. Well, we survived another 24 hours caked under ice, and uh, we're all well, and uh, let's hope it stays that way, hoping that it will warm up soon. Uh, That day was supposed to happen today, uh, but it sadly has not warmed much, and so we're still in the same situation we are, although a little bit of thawing has begun. So to anybody who is uh, affected by winter storms right now, a lot of folks have lost their homes. I've had to go elsewhere due to uh, trees, power outages lasting several days. You know, survival has never been more important uh, than this day and age. It was always something that, at least in my household, my parents instilled in us at a very young age that we needed to prepare for days like these. But we never had to tap into that in fact we were always replacing what it is that we had stored you know that's that's good at least you have it you can replace it you've got new stuff uh, because you may eventually need it it's better to even have old stuff than no stuff at all you know i heard about the major earthquake that hit japan a few weeks ago it was and then i heard of a swarm in oklahoma that happened this past weekend And so I was uh, looking into that, and in my research, found that there is actually a new map that shows those of us in the United States are more at risk of a damaging earthquake than previously stated. And so I began to wonder if there is a connection with seemingly natural events. Perhaps 
earthquakes could be the reason for some scientific anomalies or even an indicator of some other force at play. Speaking of the situation in Japan, the coastline there shifted over 800 feet. There were satellite images that uh, captured the striking changes in Japan's coastline after a massive 7.6 magnitude earthquake on New Year's Day. They looked at before and after pictures, and it shows the devastation. The coastline moved more than 800 feet. There are areas where the seafloor has risen above the water and created newly exposed beaches. Of course, in Oklahoma City, the metro area experienced 19 earthquakes in under 24 hours, a swarm of earthquakes uh, earthquakes last weekend. That's almost one every hour or so. You know, earthquakes aren't anything new, but it seems that their frequency has only increased. There's a new map that uh, shows that 75%, in fact, of the country is now vulnerable to the big one. This is according to a team of more than 50 scientists and engineers led by the U.S. Geological Survey. Not the most accurate source, I will say. The National Seismic Hazard Model, a tool used to estimate the likelihood and intensity of earthquakes in a specific geographical area over a certain period, was uh, used here. It takes into account factors like historical data, geological conditions, the movement of tectonic plates. And there's been some movements there as well that I've uh, been hearing about. This model, by the way, uh, was then used to to create this color-coded map that pinpoints where damaging earthquakes are most likely to occur. In the process, it identified nearly 500 additional faults that could produce a damaging quake. So what does the data actually tell us, and can we trust it? Are earthquakes a signal of what is to come? Is there some other force influencing things? All questions that we will discuss tonight with returning guest Marshall Masters, who has been researching earth changes and Nibiru for more than 25 years. He's a retired Silicon Valley systems engineer, a preparedness expert, writer, and analysis, uh, analyst, that is. He has authored several books on survival and space threats. His latest, perhaps, is the most timely of them all, and we'll get into that later in the program, Revelation and Planet X, the Colburn Bible Indigo Connection. His website, YOWUSA.com. Marshall Masters, welcome back to the program. Good to be back, Jeremy. It's been too long, so let's dive in and kind of get an update what's been happening as far as the the earthquakes uh, on record. Uh, the database that you use particularly goes back to the late 90s. And what does it show? Kakapupu. I'm serious. That's the man. nice way of saying it. Yeah, it's kakapupu. Uh, what's really happening right now is that uh, on earthquakes, this is pretty interesting. Uh, we inadvertently uh, <clears throat> outed the white hats. Um, 
we've been reporting, I don't know, since 2015 on earthquakes of all magnitudes. And we track it that way because, oh, my gosh, even during, especially during Obama, it was all the jiggering of the numbers. And, you know, it would be like they'd say it's a 6.1 and they'd say, oh, no, it was a 5.8. And then it was like a 6.0 and it was, oh, 5.9. You know, it was like there was it was like every earthquake was downgraded except one token upgrade a year. That was it. And <clears throat> when Trump came in, the data started coming in a more reliable stream and actually a lot was corrected in the lead up to 2012, the government was lying. The numbers were off by 70% below actual that were being reported. If people had actually seen the amount of actual earthquake activity in the lead up to 2012, it would have been a different view of that event. And then what we noticed when we were working through it was that there was capping, data capping. Uh, earthquakes are natural, and there's no such a thing as a flat or a straight line anywhere in nature except in the mind of a sentient being. And we're seeing this flat data cap. I mean, you, you know, you could drive a skateboard across it. And this was going on month after month, and I think for like 15 months straight in a row, we saw the data capping. And I was carpeting, 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 carpeting. And in about six months or so ago, I just said, well, you know, let's change things up. Let's get a better graphic and see what we're doing. And what I told my audience is that the data capping is to mask the use of tactical nuclear weapons to destroy the underground dumps. Because we were seeing, and this is going back, gosh, uh, a, gosh, for years, but most especially, I mean, once the once Biden came in, the data capping really tightened up but so we're seeing that there was never it was always within about a 500 range of 10,000 10,000 plus or minus a thousand was the cap and you could just see the numbers artificially plugging in well what we were what I reported we went back in our data and we had been actually looking at seismic uh, charts. And what we noticed was really interesting. When you look at an earthquake event, it's going to have initially an energy release. And imagine a Hershey's Kiss, all right, candy turned on its side. And that's about what it looks like, all right? And this is the energy release just before the instant of movement. Then when it moves, you know, that's when the needle goes whap, 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 whap. All right. A, ner- a natural earthquake will always have the little signature, energy release, and then whap, 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 whap. All right. What we started seeing is that there was no energy signature. It just went to whap, 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 whap. And that was it. So it was 
it didn't start with an energy release. It just went straight to the event, the movement. There's only one way to do that. And that was, you go back to all the underground testing that was done on nuclear, and that's exactly the signature profile that you're going to see in the seismic data. And what we were always seeing was uh, 3.1, 3.2, 3.3. It was always in that range, very specific. And it was often in places where you just didn't have real earthquake activity. You know, I mean, if you live in California and there's a, you know, a 4.0, you might go, was that a butterfly? You know, I mean, they're so accustomed to it. Right. <laughs> Other parts of the country, it just flies. You know, you have a 4.0 in, in, in some of these other states, and uh, people will think it's the end of the world. Yeah, it'll be here in Oregon. <laughs> we don't get them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a real freaker. So what happened was I just came out and said it in the article. I said what they're doing is it's a cover-up. They don't want us to to be able to isolate these underground nuclear detonations anymore so they're skewing the data now here's the trick it started in the last three months of the trump administration so that was the white hats putting a cap on it so no one would really notice that they're using all these nukes i for one don't have a problem with that okay but uh that's that's what's happening right now so <clears throat> we see news reports volcanoes we see a lot of action we see a lot of stuff going on and people go to usgs and what do they get poo poo caca okay and so we just uh, all of the scientific criteria that we use it's out the window now with fireballs that is with AMS, that's a private group, nonprofit, and I think they are just simply heroic. The job that they do, I am so grateful for these folks. We follow them, we track fireballs, not uh, shooting stars, or the smaller stuff. So AMS much more reliable than USGS? Well, I would just simply say one is and one ain't. <laughs> All right, more with Marshall Masters. Uh, so why the data manipulation? We'll get into that and much more when we are we continue our program somewhere between the paranormal and abnormal. Into the paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. Between the paranormal and the abnormal, it's into the pair of normal. And my guest tonight is Marshall Masters. All right. So the jiggering of the numbers, as he calls it, uh, means uh, specifically when we're talking about uh, earthquake activity, that the numbers that are being provided by an official government agency uh, are low and perhaps have been revised on well, they don't have the Richter scale anymore, but the magnitude lower. Is that correct? Well, no, it's just capping, and it's an artificial cap. 
it's what they're doing is they what you described. We saw that for many years. Exactly. You described it perfectly. But what we're seeing now is it's a flat line. It's like uh, you have a you're, you're driving down the road and you have your speedometer no matter which way you're going to go. It's you're 50 miles an hour. And although your speedometer is saying another thing, they're, what they are doing and is that they're trying to suppress the reporting by flatlining it. If you have no natural variability, it's always you look at the data. Natural data is hills and valleys all the time. There's no hills and valleys. It's as flat as West Texas, basically. So they don't and, show an increase or a decrease? No, they don't. No, it's all within a range of numbers now. And so we're, we keep tracking it. We keep reporting it because that's what we do. And it, you never know what you're going to find. That's the thing. We're always finding the darndest things. I really wish that we didn't have a World War III scenario in the middle of all this right now. We could get good data because there is something different happening. In the process of writing my new book, all right, Revelation and Planet X, I really, and if you go to my website and you read my new article, my new book, and why 2024 is the last fat cow. It's the one with the normie cow falling out of the sky. And in there, I really detail what we went going through. And the interesting thing now is Nemesis is we are in a gravitational situation with Nemesis for the first time. And for years, even on your show before, I was always saying, you know, we weren't, we didn't have a direct correlation. We were, our activity is a result of increased luminance of the sun, but there wasn't a gravitational factor with Nemesis. Well, now we find that's different. One of the things I report in the book is there is a point in the orbit of Nemesis and from an, uh, in terms of the astronomy, it's really difficult because astronomers do not actually have a term to describe this, where the plant, where you have planets from two different suns that are coming close together. And a lot of people use the term perihelion, which describes your closest distance, one object to another. But this is more the closest thing you could really name it is what we call a closest approach, a close approach. And in the closest approach, it's when we come close enough that there's a perturbation. Now, this is what we are starting to see because you, you look at the data capping, it's like poo-poo caca, but you look at everything else Listen to people like you. You're following this. I was listening to your analysis. I liked it. I appreciate that, Marshall, and I like you as well. I love your analysis. YOWUSA.com. More with Marshall Masters after the bottom of the hour news break across the USA, somewhere between paranormal and abnormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. 
This is Parabnormal News. Scientists in China are turning heads. They say they've created a mutant strain of the coronavirus that attacks the brain, eyes, lungs, nose, and trachea. Researchers linked to the Chinese military have reportedly cloned a COVID-like virus found in pangolins and used it to infect mice, all of which died in just days. The mice were engineered to express a protein found in humans with the goal of assessing how our bodies might react to the virus. They admit there's a risk of it spreading, leading to concerns the research could spark another pandemic. Meanwhile, China has also cloned a monkey that has lived for more than two years, which is the longest that a primate made with DNA from adult cells has survived. The doctor behind it calls it promising, while critics say it's too risky. George Henry, Paranormal News. Holy cow, did y'all just feel that? Wow. Earthquakes are more likely to hit than we previously thought. 19 earthquakes in less than 24 hours, shaking Edmond area residents. That quake shook the metro last night around 9.45. We felt another one this morning about 5.36. The 4.4 magnitude earthquake hit just south of Catalina Island in the Pacific Ocean about 2.45 this morning. And I start to feel the rumble, and I just yelled, Earthquake. From the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon, somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest, you are traveling into the paranormal with Jeremy Scott. No increase, no decrease, just a flat line across the board. But is there really... Uh, nuclear weapons testing going on my guest is Marshall Masters tonight all right so Marshall your numbers do actually show uh, when it comes to earthquake activity that there is an increase year after year right oh I mean we've had yes very consistent increase over the years and uh, from 1997 you are looking at uh, and by a magnitude of 10, all right, increase, both in fireballs and earthquakes. And the we're tracking the fireballs, and it has been really fruitful for us. The thing here, what is happening and what we are seeing is Nemesis right now is in a part of its orbit where it's racing at breakneck speed towards its point of perihelion, which brings it closest to the sun. And what we have found going in the data, when I was writing my book, Revelation and Planet X, I created a timeline of prophecy from multiple sources that goes from 2024 through to 2037, and it's by season, all right? And what I'm saying in the book, and I brought it out now, is that we are going to have probably a major uh, eruption, volcanic eruption, along the Ring of Fire. It would be consistent with everything that we're seeing right now. Everything is, my gosh, we got stuff ratcheting up all over the place. And if you just go by... What people are reporting 
and sharing with others. You're going to have a much better idea of what's happening. Right now, there's a cap on it, and it's it's the fog of war, all right? But what we are seeing is a very clear trend. We identified it that every time we have uh, the winter solstice is when we have the closest approach now with Nemesis. And from now through 2037, around the time of the winter solstice and during the winter period is when more likely than not we're going to have some sort of seismic volcanic events, things like that, because the lithosphere of the planet is being tugged by nemesis. And that is the reason why we all of this activity that is so bizarre going on is that the lithosphere is being, you know, tugged. You ever seen like cats, the way they like to get their paws into something and they go back and forth on yeah, back like, and forth? like my arm. No. Yeah, yeah. And so it, essentially it's just the gravity is working on us like a kitty cat. And that's what's causing. Now this will uh, back off as we go away from closest approach, but we're still probably a month away from that. And in the book, what we're talking about is uh, a prediction that there will be a major volcanic eruption in the, the, in the Western Pacific, along the Orient. And there's going to be one of these big volcanoes that pops off. And it's going to pop off so heavy, the ash it puts into the sky is going to shut down a lot of air traffic, not only for civilian, but for military as have well. Have you uh, seen what's been flight. happening over in, uh, like in, ash. in Iceland, huh? uh, Marshall? Sorry to interrupt. Have you seen what's over in, uh, have been happening in Iceland? Yeah, yeah. It's exactly you know, what's uh, it, happening there. Yeah, you know, and I mean, they report it like tourist events, you know, disaster tourism on the mainstream media. But I'm looking at that. I am looking at stuff that's popping up all over the place. So we are seeing the general indicators, but we just don't have reliable data. And we're just going to have to soldier through that. Now, I think at some point, once you know, things settle down, um, hopefully we go back to better reporting, but we are still going to over the coming years, this is going to become progressively worse for us. And when I brought out my book, what I realized when I finished doing the timeline, it took me a lot of readings, a lot of work. It was very granular, very detailed, kind of a combination of spirit and science, going back, getting the data, and things have to correlate. You just don't squeeze them in. They've got to click together like Legos, and that's how it works. And this timeline is playing out. It's what I describe in the book. This year, we're going to uh, we're going to have one of these major volcanic eruptions. It's going to cause what I call in the book uh, a winter of ash, because this is going to bring temperatures down a little bit. Uh, it's going to darken the skies. And it's not the first time something like this happens and it's been recorded. 
you know, when Krakatoa popped off, it really affected weather for everybody. The thing of it is, is that this is, I call it a benign harbinger event. It'll be a wake-up call, especially for people who are observant and they're seeing what's going when this happens. It's after that also this year, I do in the book, I say we are going to see uh, an alien false flag invasion. And it's going to be essentially a Hail Mary last shot for the cabal. They're trying to get World War III started. It's going to start. They're trying to do other things. And right now, if you look at it, especially with all of this litigation against Trump, they're just throwing garbage. That's it. It's like, you know, a chase scene in a cop movie where the guy's throwing over garbage cans so that the people following them trip over them. And that is, that's coming, that alien false fact. It's going to fail. All right. Then we're going to, towards later into the year, Nemesis is going to reach its point of perihelion. And that's when the show really begins. You know, I first observed Nibiru which is the outermost major planet in orbit around Nemesis, on December 26, 2012. Let me repeat that. I saw it with my own eyes appear before me through a live high-definition feed from the Turrialba volcano in Costa Rica, and there it was. And when I saw it, it would only come up for about 10 minutes a day, all right? This is typical of objects that are close or behind the sun because it's the glare of the sun. And it's why you can only see them at certain times, just before sunrise or sunset. All right. I have been tracking, nobody has been tracking this imagery more than I have. And we see the clear pattern we are seeing right now in what's being reported and the frequency of the reports that are coming in, which are stunning. Especially, we have a lot of people from the Middle East that are jumping in. You know, the Middle East have better viewing skies than we do here typically in the U.S. And we're tracking it down. The object is right now in high-velocity acceleration. It's what we call crack the whip. I have an article on that. If you go on the site at uh, yowusa.com, read signs 84, Nemesis cracks the whip in 2024. Very detailed explanation. I'm going to show you in that article, actually, the Nemesis cloud that is this debris field and dust field that surrounds Nemesis. This is what, when... Everyone, you know, you have the winged planet. It looks like it has wings. What it is really is the leading edge of a very broad uh, nemesis cloud. And it is lit by the sun, and that's what creates the wing effects. And we're going to see those by the end of the year. And at that point, nemesis is going to start becoming a regular feature in the sky, it's just not going to, right now, people are seeing it before sunrise and sunset. What I'm seeing is that the viewing 
time, the window of viewing time is increasing, which is in direct correlation to the distancing between nemesis and soul, nemesis going out further and further away towards its point of perihelion and where the glare of the sun is not blocking it like it is now. When that happens later this year, you're going to start seeing this this nemesis popping up, and it is going to be progressively longer duration of observations. And so instead of it, you know, when we first did it, it was literally minutes before sunset, just before, like, the sun would go right behind uh, a ridgeline. Now I'm seeing within an hour sometimes it really stuns me how much has grown because i've been tracking this i see it over the years well at this point going forward that it's going to be more and more and more so that only you maybe you're going to have two or three hours during the day around high noon period where it's going to be difficult to observe it but otherwise it's going to hang up there for hours every day it's going to be a regular fixture in the sky now what's going to happen And if you go look at my Signs 84, Nemesis Cracks the Whip article, I lay out the data. I lay out the science, okay? What's different between me and a lot of other people that claim to be researchers is I do the science. I do observations, and we follow it. We don't come out with some ancient relic and create a whole bunch of cockamamie theories around some ancient relic, we just observe and follow, observe and follow, and what we're reporting. And when you look at this article, you're going to see the data that we have accumulated over these years, which is substantial, and how it has helped us to actually map out the structure, overall structures of the nemesis cloud, which has, as we have now determined, three major bands. And right now, we are really in a whip around situation. Now, after 2024, going into 2025, is this is what you need, what you need to understand, what I'm trying to tell people is, you know, Go back to Genesis, seven lean cows, seven fat cows. Remember that? Well, 2024 is our last fat cow. And from 2025 on, they're going to be lean, mean, and bony. (laughs) All the way to 37. All right? And if you are completely unprepared for that, you're going to have to actually start preparing to survive a decade-long tribulation ending in a pull shift with what? A 10-day supply of batteries and water? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the reason that uh, when I started working on Revelation and Planet X this summer, I published a couple of articles to to get it out there and test the water. we got to take a break. We'll pick that up with Marshall Masters. Revelation and Planet X, his book. Marshall Masters, my guest tonight. On Into the Paranormal. Into the Paranormal. Paranormal. 
Are we entering that uh, decade-long tribulation process as Marshall Masters has talked about? I want him to uh, continue to uh, explain how he he came to uh, write this new book, Revelation and Planet X, and this timeline uh, that you were able to put together. Marshall, please continue. Yes, putting together the timeline, and it's all came together during the summer. And to be honest with you, we saw once we started laying it all out, things would be coming more quickly than I thought before. And that was the reason why I really pushed myself. It usually takes about 18 months for me to write a book and publish it. I did this book in five months, and it felt like driving my car at 120 miles an hour for 10 hours a day. It's like when you pull over, you're feeling whipped. And But I had to do it, had to get it out, because I want to give people a one-year head start on things so that they can start planning and working. And I want to have a special message to folks out there go, I don't have any money, I can't do anything, all is hopeless, all is lost, and all of that. Well, what I'm doing with the book is I am trying to help people in that situation where they can create a tribulation skill set for themselves so that you become valuable. You have people will start forming communities. And at first, there's going to be a lot of nobody knows what's going on. You're going to have a bunch of jerks saying, I don't know what I'm doing. I just got to be the boss. And you have these things. But what happens if you can stand up in the middle of all that and say, I have a plan. I have answers to your questions. And when you answer them, people know you know, and they're going to, to trust you. And I wrote this so that you could have, you know, basically teenagers would take these books right now. This library of survival titles, which is all integrated, is approximately 1,400 pages. And everything is about essential things you need to do radio, communications morale, bringing people together, construction, your communities, and then having an overall sense of everything. And so for those, and, and also I put in there, at the there's an appendix, it's the library list. And people say, well, I, I can't even afford to buy the books. All right, well, you take that library list and you go to your public library and it'll tell the librarian exactly what you want and how to order it and how to find it. And they can bring it in and you can read the books there. But the point is, is that once you have read these books and contemplated them, thought it through, you now are going to have a tremendous resource. You have this knowledge and most importantly, you're able to assimilate it before things go crazy. Okay. Imagine when, you know, all of a sudden it's up there during the day. And I just have so many video observation videos pouring in all the time. Every day there's two or three of them. And that's not even, and there's even more that we're missing. All right. This is happening. People, trust me, nothing can stop what is coming. We have a second son that's going to kick our ass. 
and I have been studying this thing since I was a freshman in high school back in the 60s, because that was when Nemesis Theory was first reported. And the New York Times, Washington Post, all the big media were reporting like crazy on the fact that we were discovering that we lived in a binary star system. We had two suns. And all of that was really excited. And I remember in high school, my freshman year, and uh, you know, my science teacher, oh, my gosh, he would go on and on and on about nemesis theory. And then one day, the party ended. The conversation was shut down. The media stopped reporting because the government put a cap on it. And I have, you know, for me, <laughs> I'm sitting here going back to when I was a freshman in the late 60s in high school. All right. So it's people say, ah, blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. It's blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that when you have a government suppressing any kind of semblance of a conversation. More with Marshall Masters in the next hour. I'm Jeremy Scott. Into the Paranormal will continue. Show your support of Into the Paranormal by buying from the Paranormal store at paranormalradio.com. Somewhere between the paranormal and the abnormal, our guest is Marshall Masters. Revelation and Planet X, the Colburn Bible Indigo Connection, is the latest book. YowUSAYOWUSA.com is his website where you can find his signs, articles, and uh, everything else that he writes about online. And we've been talking about uh, this tribulation process and this head start that uh, Marshall hopes to provide through his new book. Uh, At the end of this tribulation process will be uh, a pull shift, but of course lots of distress and lots, lots of suffering between now and then, right, Marshall? Yep. It's what's coming right now is this is in 2024 this is your last optimal year to prepare and going into 2025 2025 one of the things we're going to start the bible prophecy starts kicking in revelation 8 7 and which is a harbinger of revelation 8 8 the mountain And so in 2025, things are going to change dramatically. It's going to be very difficult. We're going to see a lot of people dying, 
a lot of suffering. And it needs to be said is that so much of this suffering and dying that's going to happen is largely unnecessary, all right? But people just don't pay attention to anything until they're right up at the crisis, you know, at the crisis point. And that's that. And so those people that are sitting there and saying, well, I don't know about all this. Let's wait and see. I'm going to tell you what you're going to see. You have made a choice, a conscious choice by saying, wait and see. You have consciously chosen to die. There's no other way to say it. Ignorance is death. You have chosen to die. So for those of you who are saying, let's wait and see, you have chosen to die. And here's the good news. Today's a great day to begin doing it. Okay? And you're going to, for those of you listening to my voice, and if you squander 2024 in 25, you're going to be crying and kicking yourself in the ass because you pissed it away. All right? If you don't start doing something now in 25, it's going to be catch as catch can, and it's going to be awful because now you're going to be competing for resources with a lot of people who are going to, you know, it's, it's going to be nasty on top of that. When you look at, you know, politically things are connected to planet X. People don't understand that. What do you think is driving all of this crisis in the world right now? What's driving it is this flyby of the nemesis system because whoever is in power when it goes sideways and really gets bad will be in power after it's over if there are governments left personally i see there is no government on the face of the earth that is going to survive what comes if it is feared by its people the only governments that are going to survive this will have the affection and support universally of their governed populations. And the ones that are doing it other, no. Our government has betrayed us in every way possible. They violate our rights. They violate our children. They violate everything. Okay? The, 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 the bond of trust between people and government in America is a long ago fantasy. And I would, I really hope to see Trump come back in the MAGA movement because make America great again is going to be a little slice of time. And then it's all going to go to poo poo caca and it's going to be hell on earth for everyone. But here's the difference if we can at least get the goddamn communists to stop killing us. A lot more people can survive what's coming. That's what's really happening. They want to reduce us to under a half a billion people. And if their plan plays out, there will act in 2037, there's only going to be about 250 million human beings left on the planet. So what, each year they're going to slice a, a, a few off? 
oh no, we're going to have the death is going to come in huge pulses. All right. <clears throat> like, for example, with the vaccines, people don't understand the vaccine is a delayed reaction weapon. It is designed to really incapacitate you about three to five years after you have completed your series of injections. I don't care if you had one jab or the whole series. This stuff is in your body and it self-replicates. It's a bi- it is a bioweapon with different components. It's a binary weapon. It has the graphene and the spike protein. And both the graphene and the spike protein elements in the bioweapon are self-replicating. The spike protein disguises itself, gets into your cells, and then perverts your DNA. Uh, For those of you who are vaccinated, I have to tell you, I'm very sorry, but you are no longer a free human being. You are an enslaved homo Satan or a homo synthetic, but you are enslaved legally. If you study the law of our country, whoever holds the patent on the ability to modify your DNA, once you are modified, you no longer own your body. It is the possession of whoever has genetically rearranged your body because the spike protein gets into every cell and your DNA is permanently corrupted. There's nothing, you know, everybody, the detox, the Schmidt tox, the whole tox, the not, it's insane. Once the cells are perverted, they are perverted. The only thing that the people who have been vaccinated can hope for is that all of these wonderful folks out there that are working like just at breakneck speed to find solutions, I believe will eventually get to the point where they can cancel out the self-replicating aspect of this biological weapon and so that it can be isolated and stopped. So it does no more damage. And equally, if not more important, it is not going to spread through shedding. And there's a lot of that that has gone on. Why is this important? Because when the pole shift event happens, if you've been vaccinated, that pole shift event is going to be so horrifying that if you have any scarring, sufficient scarring in your cardiovascular system, in your heart, in your brain, you're in your lungs, and they're scarred up from the graphene slicing it. You're, you're just going to, the stress of what will happen during the pole shift, you're going to die. Your body, you're just going to have a heart attack, and that's it. Just like all these players, sports players, are dropping dead on the field. People are just going to be dropping dead like crazy. And None of this is being shared with the public. And if you try and share it like I am right now, you'll be branded the village idiot. Well, if I'm the village idiot, tough darts for you, farmer. Because (laughs) what is coming cannot be stopped. 
But if you get ahead of it, for those of you, you know, right now the most precious generation in the history of our species since Adam and Eve is the Alpha Generation kids born in 2010. Look at what the pedophiles and the murderers and the communists are there. Who do they really go for? Oh my gosh, they want the kids, the kids, get the kids, get the kids, get the kids, get the kids. Okay. And they especially want to get the ones that are unvaccinated, healthy, and heterosexual. Because we need those children if we're going to continue as a viable species. That's what's really at stake here. If we don't start taking care of business and reducing our risk and dealing with things, humanity runs a clear and present danger that we're going to go to sleep with the dinosaurs. There's not going to be any more fancy shows, any more fancy speeches. There's not going to be any more songs, no more clever ideas. Our bones are going to be in the ground just like the dinosaurs. And no one's going to know anything about us unless they find an old smartphone and can recover the data. But there'll be aliens that would do that. that would be thousands of years in the future. You know, so what's the difference? For us, we cease to exist. That's what's really at stake here, people. The continuation of our species. And my message is, is we cannot love our own species. Who in the universe will? It's time we start loving our own species. Now, the thing that is good is the great awakening. And people are awakening. I can't begin to overstate the importance of this. Because if there was one thing we did back in 2007, 2008, we were doing uh, a lot of channeling studies, working with uh, really talented psychics, and we were contacting entities all across the galaxy, ETs, incarnated, unincarnated. Now, the funny thing about the incarnated and unincarnated was that they had tactical, strategic views of everything. But the ETs always had the exact same topic. They always said, you're coming to your point of ascension, your breakout. When we got to that point, we were lazy. We were expedient. And we wound up being enslaved for more generations than we can remember. And now that we're finally free in a wasted world, we don't want to see it happen to you. Yeah. Marshall Masters, we're at a break point with him. We will continue our program uh, from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. I am Jeremy Scott Marshall, the author of the book Revelation and Planet X. You can read his signs articles at YOWUSA.com. Into the paranormal. Paranormal. (laughs) 
I'm Jeremy Scott. X marks the spot tonight on Into the Parabnormal. You know, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, is there a something else going on here? Perhaps a connection with seemingly natural events. We're discussing this tonight with the Marshall Masters. And so, Marshall, you say you saw Planet X for the first time in 2012. And have you viewed it since? Yeah, I saw it again. And this was a naked eye observation. It was in, uh, I believe, 2018 in uh, Warden, Washington. And I saw Nibiru just above the sun at a sunset with another observer who verified it. But I've been watching it year after year. People are, they're capturing videos of two suns in the sky. Now, the the sad thing is, because, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. And there was a time when if someone went on YouTube and put up an observation video, it would get thousands of hits the first day. It would just really go viral. And it would be people who just were on. Usually the best ones were people on an airplane at altitude because that's where observations are much better uh, than on the ground because you just have a much better sky to work with. And they would put them up there. And it was amazing, the traffic. Well, what happened was then they started ratcheting it down. And videos that used to go up and get thousands of views in the first day, very seldom on the first day now, will come out and actually get into three digits. It'll be under 100 for the first day usually. So there's some suppression going on. Oh, my God. It's so throttled. It's so suppressed. It's just disgusting. And that's the reason why I'm really hoping that they get rid of these Goddamn communists yeah. that have well, stolen the country. Well, people want me country. to do YouTube, which, of course, was uh, uh, something we tried and then gave up and then tried again. And I'm, I'm not doing it a third time. Uh, I know what our reach is on the terrestrial radio and the podcast side. And, and you know, we don't need that other platform. Uh, it's just not worth it. And thank God for that. I mean, it's that we can get this information out. And so, I mean, I don't... <sighs> I, for people, it's really hard when it's getting suppressed. But if you take the time to look and work around, you still can find it. You can find a lot of it. Uh, you know. But when you go into a search engine, and the search engines now all drive you into Planet Nine. Planet Nine is the most filthy, disgusting, poor idea of science that ever was promulgated on the American people. Okay, so explain the difference real quickly. Huh? Explain the difference, because people say Planet 9, Planet X, and Hebrew, all the same thing. No. No, Planet 9 is bullshit. It was invented by the government to cover up a suppression. What happened was there were astronomers in the Alma Observatory in South America who observed a red dwarf I mean, a brown dwarf star way out in the Kuiper Belt region and a planet with it that was a rocky planet several times the size of Earth. 
And what they did was they published a paper with their findings, which is how it's done, to get it out to the other astronomers to say, guys, we found this. Okay, hold that thought. Uh, we only had a, just a little bit of time uh, before we headed to break. I apologize about that. More with Marshall Masters after Paranormal News with George Henry. Stick with us. I'm Jeremy Scott into the Paranormal. Paranormal news. It just wasn't meant to be. Instead of making it to the moon, the first ever private moon lander in the U.S. to launch is headed back towards Earth. The Peregrine lander blasted off on a rocket last week, and there was an explosion on board not long after, which sprung a fuel leak. Astrobotics says the lander will likely burn up in the atmosphere. The company is scheduled for another mission in November, transporting a NASA rover to the lunar south pole. Meanwhile, NASA is delaying its next Artemis missions. The flight sending four astronauts around the moon has been pushed back to September of 2025, while the first human moon landing in more than 50 years has been moved to 2026 due to safety concerns and development issues. George Henry, Paranormal News. There is a distant, massive planet on an elongated orbit inclined to the rest of the solar system that is forcing these patterns for these objects in the outer solar system. Planet X. An additional ninth planet that resides well beyond the orbits of the known planets. The way these objects move around the sun seems to indicate that they're being affected by something big, a.k.a. Planet X. Planet X. Planet X. Parabnormal. It's part paranormal and part abnormal. There's nothing ordinary about what's on your speakers. Into the Parabnormal with Jeremy Scott. X marks the spot. I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between the paranormal and the abnormal with our guest, Marshall Masters, author of Revelation and Planet X, author of the Signs articles at YOWUSA.com. He looks at uh, the data on earthquakes and fireballs, which, of course, we talked about in the first hour, but he's also been studying Earth changes and Nibiru, uh, since the late 90s, uh, and we had asked him specifically about the different terminologies that are used, particularly you hear Planet 9 used interchangeably with Planet X and, and Nibiru, but not necessarily, uh, says Marshall. Go ahead. Well, I'm glad you let me do this because this is, it sickens me to see this hoax. It, it's always about confusing people. The globalists always change the vernacular. They always change the language so no one can find consensus. Words are important. Now, when they created Planet Nine, here's the real story. <laughs> These astronomers in South America found a brown dwarf star in our system and a large planet uh, surrounding it. 
uh, in orbit around it. And they were trying to get other astronomers to collaborate with them on this and to make for more observations. The government immediately went to war on these people. Now, this was orchestrated by Caltech and a guy, an astro a guy by the name of Brown. And he has a reputation as Pluto killer. He's a political astronomer. Okay. Brown is a political astronomer and a deep state shill. And he was tagged up with Bezos, who owns the Washington Post. And so what they did was they dropped the hammer on these guys in South America and forced them to retract their white papers at the speed of politics, not at the speed of science. And then they created a vacuum, and they had to fill that vacuum. And so Brown at Caltech goes, pulls up some old student thesis, all right, and brushes it off, gussies it up, and throws it out there like a piece of garbage. And that's how Planet Nine was invented. No sooner than his Planet Nine filthy, disgusting lie is out there, in Italy, the astronomers tore it apart. They ripped it up into rag dolls. You think that's going to be reported anywhere? It never is. All right. And now you have Jeff Bezos, who is using the power of the post to smear astronomers. Clyde Tombaugh who discovered Pluto, was smeared in this article by a gal by the name of Kaplan. Kaplan was a food editor. She reported on where to get the best smear for your bagels in town. She didn't know anything about science, and she is mixing Percival Lowell, Clyde Tombaugh, and Sitchin with crap. And it was a complete hose and attack job. And so Kaplan, I call her bagel babe, okay, was the mouthpiece. She didn't know what she was doing. She just got to play with the big boys for a while and wanted to thrill. A lying little whore she was. Brown, a lying little bastard he was. And they're perpetuating it. And what's happening? Look what Google's do. Every time you do a search now on Google, they're saying they're pushing you from planet X to planet nine, planet X to planet nine. They're pushing you to a government bullshit story so that you get confused. And that's the real truth of Planet Nine. I call it Plan Nine from Outer Space, the worst science fiction movie ever in the history of Hollywood. But it is not science. Plan, Planet Nine is a dirty, filthy, scumbag lie. Period don't like it write me a nasty letter i'm sure it's not the first one you've ever gotten marshall no nah, it comes with the turf but <clears throat> we got to keep going you know i'm just really i'm a patriot more because let me put it to you this way if the if this global great awakening and this cabal and these evil pedophiles and all these other monsters that are destroying us are stopped. 
That's it. Just stop them from doing what they're doing. It will save billions of lives. Let me repeat that. If Trump goes back into office, based on what he did in his first four years, because Trump is the one who let us know that Nemesis had crossed the ecliptic. In 2020, when he was out there in front of the presidents, that big, wonderful July 4th, that very day as he was there making that speech, Nemesis went from the southern sky in into the northern sky, and the white hats leaked the image. When I saw that, that was the money shot I've been waiting for my whole life. And you know what? I was probably one of a handful of people who even understood the image. But it came through to me perfectly clear. So do the white hats know about this? You bet your bippy they do. And, and Marshall, and so, uh, again, so we're clear, who do you mean by white hats? You're talking about the whole movement, the awakening movement, the Q, the Anons, what is happening around the world, the great awakening that is coming up, the deplorables, okay? The people that are trying to help you and get you the right information. And I was with CNN in the 80s, and I'm proud of that time that I did. I look at CNN today, and I see Nazi traitors to the nation. I would love to see everyone at these networks hanging from a gallow for what they have done to humanity. They are that despicable, and I'm saying that as a former CNN science feature producer. Okay? They're scumbags, and they deserve to die. And we deserve to live for a change. Who'd have thunk it? So when you see Planet Nine, you are seeing your government sticking a knife in your back. That's it. Every time Google pops it up in front of you, just close your eyes and imagine that deep state knife going deep, plunging into your back, slicing through your organs. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Don't fall for it. You have 2024. In my article, I say this is the last fat cow. After this, from 25 on, it's all thin cows. And after 25 is finished, America is going to be a shadow of its former self. And there's going to be a lot of dead people in America. A lot of dead people. And you know why they're going to die? Because they don't know what the heck's going on, and they don't care. And uh, they didn't prepare. You know, it's, you got to care before you prepare. <laughs> if you don't care, you're not going to prepare. They don't care to know. They don't want to know. You get this information in front of them and they, oh, gee, oh, golly, gee, that's so uncomfortable. It's not within my narrative. Go away, go away, go away. And this has always been the case. Now, <clears throat> I do see many more people who are doing it. In the cities, 
by and large, people in the cities are as dumb as a sack of hammers. You want to talk to somebody who's intelligent and is going to deal with what's coming? You got to go out into the country. You know, the stupid hayseeds that don't know any better. Well, guess what? The stupid hayseeds are going to survive and you city slickers are going to drown like rats. And that is the truth of what's going to happen. And I know people out there going, well, that's entertaining. Okay. It's not entertainment. I am telling you what's happening. Nothing is going to stop what is coming. So what do you do about it? If you give a rat's ass, what are you going to do about it? Aside from waiting to die. All right. Now is the time. Everybody immediately, the solution is always, we got to buy something. That's it. Got a problem. Go buy something. Put it in the garage. Problem solved. That's American consumerism. No, it's not what you put in the garage. It's what you put between your ears that's going to save you because survival is not about a person, place, thing, or time. It is a state of mind. And so for those of you listening, you have to start training your mind to survive this. And if you will do that, you will know when and where to bust a move while everybody else is out there thinking they're clever and smarter than you, you are quietly repositioning and you're going to stand there on a far hill and you're going to watch them drown like rats. And it's sad because it's not, it, it, there's no reason for it. So many more billions of people could survive. But what do we keep hearing? Georgia Guidestones keep humanity under half a billion. And the Georgia Guidestones were blown up by an RPG or something like that. I was happy to see that. And, but still the same, <clears throat> you know, as I point out in this article, in 96 was a fun comedy movie, Down Periscope with Kelsey Grammer. And he, you know, he's in an old diesel sub and he's got to run a gauntlet of American nuclear subs to go attack a, harbor target and to win this military maneuver and it's it's a movie really is this is back when hollywood could actually entertain us and it was a real fun movie but at the end of the movie there's this real telling scene and this admiral that's really wanting to beat him in this game finally gets a lock and that's it it's a kill according to the rules of the game so he gets Kelsey Grammer on the radio and Grammer playing this, uh, this captain graciously acknowledges and says, we want to congratulate you on a successful kill. However, we launched our torpedoes before you killed us and they are running straight and true. Okay, so the point here is that even after the White Hats take the deep state down completely, the torpedoes they've been launching are still running straight and true. We're still going to take those hits. All right. And we need people. It's unfortunate 
It's so unfortunate. Uh, the more I see the, the 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 malevolent genius of this, they understand our feelings as human beings better than we do, and they know how to manipulate us. And it is so sad. I see people. They throw their rights away. They throw God away. They throw their children away. All right, we got a break. Marshall Masters, my guest. Final segment coming up next. Into the paranormal. paranormal. You know, we've heard it time and time and time again not just from Marshall Masters, but from so many others on this program. They're all telling us the same thing, which is that, well, you have to care in order to prepare, as Marshall Masters put it earlier in our conversation. This really is survival of the fittest. We only have a couple of minutes left, Marshall, uh, his new book, Revelation and Planet X, the Colburn Bible Indigo Connection, which you can find a link to at parabnormalradio.com, along with his website where you can get his articles, including his monthly signs reports that come out. But, uh, Marshall, are there indicators that that Planet X is actually approaching as we speak? Indicators? I got videos. Of, I've been seeing it since 2012. And it's it's here. It's here. The reason why you're asking the question is nobody's going to believe it until they see it with their own eyes. Now, I knew Planet X was real because of the Ulysses data that was released out of NASA in about 2008. And that confirmed it because we were doing the science. All right. But for most people out there, they don't know. They don't have that discipline. Okay, right. we'll, we'll put it in perspective. You is know, so it, is it, it, is it bigger or smaller than the sun? Nemesis is probably about five to seven times the diameter of Jupiter. Much smaller than the sun. It's a brown dwarf. All right. Uh, but it has its own constellation of planets. And here what I'd say in the remaining time to your audience is... Uh, I really did. You know, every time I get on my knees to beg people to actually become aware, I just feel like I'm feeding the the, the cabal victory here, you know, because people go, well, that's entertaining, and they just move on. And so here's the thing. If this is intriguing for you, here's what you can do. Well, first off, start becoming aware. You know, when people are going to start saying, what the hell do we do? All of my books tell you exactly how you can get through this it's a, it's a battle plan for communities to get through it because you're going to have to have communities but in you know and for a lot of people what are they going to do they're going to plan to die all right wait and see as many as four billion lives could be saved let me repeat that if this movement is successful as much as four billion lives could be saved Instead of us dwindling down to a quarter of a billion, 
All right. So that's it. If enter if all this Planet X stuff is yada yada entertainment, you know, you're gonna wait and see. All right, fine. Do that. Forget about that. Even stop thinking about it. All right, Marshall. That is all the time we have. We appreciate you coming on the program. Okay, thanks. Revelation and Planet X, YOWUSA.com is website. We'll talk to you next week, friends. Hopefully we'll, we'll thaw out a little bit between now and then. Good night and God bless. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.